Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. I'm considered a privilege to come to you once again with more biblical concepts for contemporary living. I believe that God has a word for you today. In fact, I'll be speaking from the theme, it's time to fill the God-shaped vacuum. My point there is that there is a part of us that is a capacity to fellowship with God. Stay tuned, you're gonna be blessed. I've chosen that theme, the words of it. It's derived from a physicist and philosopher. He's a Frenchman. Blaise Pascal is his name. The words that came from his lips, I think, are relevant for us today as we celebrate Father's Day. Listen to the quote. There is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be filled by any created thing but only by God the creator made known through Jesus Christ. End of quote. Maybe I better read it again. There is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man, which cannot be filled by any created thing, but only by God, the creator, made known through Jesus Christ. What is he saying? I believe he is saying that whether we admit it or not, with all that we have and with all that we do, there is a deep sense of void, emptiness, if you please, without a close relationship with Jesus Christ. The desire is an indication that we require more. You and I were created for much more than what we settled for. Somehow we get fixated on the acquisition of things or perhaps the impressing of someone else about our own importance. Seeking titles and tags. Seeking to be recognized and Seeking to be in the spotlight, giving all of what might be thought to be the appearance of success. And yet, somehow, with all of that, the truth of the matter is, unless God is in his place in your life, unless God fills that shape and vacuum with a relationship with you, then 
believe me, my friends, you cannot consider yourself to be truly successful. Now, it may sound trite, old-fashioned, archaic, or out of date. But in the final analysis, the greatest need in the world today is to fill that created vacuum, that place that only God has provided, that place where we hear the songwriter putting it in his poetic way. He said, there is a place of quietness. It's near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. Oh, Jesus, bless Redeemer. Sin from the heart of God. Hold us who wait before thee near to the heart of God. There must be a passion and a desire to be filled with the warmth of his presence. There ought to be a sense in which you would be able to say like the psalmist, Oh, thou in whose presence my soul takes delight. And so on this Father's Day, I am stressing the fact that you and I are in a place today where we have to make some decisions. Number one, we've got to make the decision that we will not be swayed by the waves of influence in our times. You must realize that there are conscious, concerted effort to capture your attention, to lure you into, to somehow get you so preoccupied with the unimportant to the extent that you never really enjoy the life God intended for you. So I don't believe it's trite. I don't believe it's old-fashioned. I believe it's necessary today because if you read in the book of Genesis, you will come to the realization that the big problem in Genesis as it relates to Adam and God, Eve and God, is that there was a break in the relationship. And so you read there that God, after he instructed them not to eat, they disobeyed. And in disobeying, what they did was to try to cover up. I say cover up. They, they tried to cover up themselves and in thereby covering up their deed. I didn't get that. I said they, they sought to cover up themselves and thereby covering up the deed. The interesting thing is that there is no amount of cover that you and I can place on ourselves. No matter where we hide and what box we hide in, what 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 box we hide in, whether it's arrogance or or pridefulness. Or, uh, these boxes are up here like this because in my dream the other night, I guess I am old now because I'm dreaming so much. Uh, the Bible said in the last days, old men will dream dreams. 
and, and the young people, come on now, will see what? Visions. But I'm in the between somewhere because I'm still seeing some visions, but I'm dreaming like I never dreamed. And what I saw in my dream were cardboard boxes, if you please, and they were filled. And when I observed that they were filled, not with things, but with people. And in my dream, I saw those boxes that had in those boxes persons who were supposed to be committed to a relationship with God. But instead, they were struggling with their pridefulness and they were struggling with spiritual death and they were struggling with arrogance and they were struggling with self-willness. And come on, somebody. And all of that was going on. And what I saw was it was a trick. And the trick was that we permitted the enemy to get us in a box. I couldn't wait. When I got up from my bed, I said, yes, Lord. I know it's going to look funny to people. I know somebody can say, what in the world's going on now? Every time I turn around, he's coming up with something now. But what would you say if you made up in your mind that God, I don't care how foolish it looks, I don't care how out of ecclesiastical presence it may appear, right or proper, boxes in, in, in the pulpit area. Hmm? But if you saw what I saw, you will see that the devil is happy not with you out here committing some hideous crimes. If he could just get you in a box. If he could just get you in a place where he knows you are and where you have permitted yourself to be placed and stationed. Oh my God, that's all he wants to know that you're out of commission. The devil wants you in a box. And you may not have realized it, but when you let that spirit of arrogance begin to envelop your mind and heart and spirit, then you're in a box. Because you're not free to have the fellowship and the relationship and the openness of interrelatedness with your God. Somebody says, I see you, devil. I know your plan. It's not about me being on display. It's about preventing me to have my place in him. Because when you get into relationship with God for yourself, and don't let the enemy put you in any box, because whom the Son has set free is Look at somebody say, I'm not getting into any box. As always, we have three points to this message. The call, the calling, the called. These three points will speak to the subject of our God-shaped vacuum that can only be filled God through fellowship with him.
Stay tuned. In this age, when folks are falling for every kind of thing, I, I didn't say a half a man. I said a man. And Eve was a woman. And I don't care what legislation you come up with. I don't care even if you have adoptions. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost now. I don't care what system you come up with. You can't beat God's system. Because even if it's just the two of you, just two of us, and we love each other, it will just be you. And God help us. Because there'll be no procreation. So God made male and female. See, no amens. Am I right? But when a male and a female get involved with coitus and the process, they become creators together. Two men can't do it, two women can't do it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. see, boy, <laughs> if I didn't have my relationship with him for myself this morning, I feel some of y'all just, where, where, where's he going with that? preacher of this word and if the word says it I gotta preach it oh I feel something you and I have to appreciate the fact that we cannot deny that certain conditions are persisting within our community right and 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 then you have to also understand that God is so balanced that God says, now watch this now, God says, and, 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 and all of these things, if it's done, you shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? And then while we were saying, yeah, yeah, and God says, stop, and such were some of you. Because we came out of something. Like Adam, we sinned. When Adam plunged us down, he took us down into the abyss. We, I mean, any kind of thing, all kinds of, of demoralized, all kinds of hideous deeds. My God, he took us right down there. But somehow, the sins don't just remain with us. It's visited upon the children. Unto the third and fourth generation. And you'll find that eight times in Scripture. Okay? The emphasis is there. In Exodus, in Numbers, in the Psalms. It's all there. Okay? we got to be careful, folk. Because we are living in the last days. Whether you want to accept it or not, these are the last days. Okay? So Adam messed us up. Say, Adam. Messed us, messed us up. We can say that. Adam messed us up. Okay? Adam messed us up. And when he messed us up, he messed up future generations. There are young men like 
In Judges 11, read his story. His father went out and, and slapped around and he was conceived. The father finally brings him home. And when she brings him in the house, his children by his wife said, you better get him out of here. He will have nothing to do with our heritage. Nothing. And they kicked him out. And they sent him over to a place called Tob. And while he's over in Tob, the Bible says he hooked himself up with vain men. Hmm? Children are in the state that they are for the most part because the parents messed up along the way. And now the children are suffering. So while you're pointing fingers at them and what they're doing, you need to ask, where did this start? Because you may find yourself going back and Okay, so watch how you point at children. Because they are inheritors of what was set up. Are you all listening to me this morning? Okay, now we got words like illegitimate. Illegitimate. In other words, <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't come about through the matrimonial bond of a man and a woman. You, you out with you the outside type, all that stuff. No one of us asked to come here. Because to be honest with you, if I could have asked, I may not have gone to come. I'll tell you now, if I'd have had a choice, I would have said, oh, no. <laughs> no. No mama? No father? Huh? Living from pillar to post? Huh? Watching other kids and mom and everybody going out, you're mad with them because they're happy. What's wrong with you? That's their family. They have no responsibility to you. That's their family. But there are people suffering in the world because fathers messed up big time. It's true. And when they messed up like Adam messed up, the thing I love about it is that God knew he messed up before he messed up and God knew that he was trying to get this thing together again. Somebody ought to praise God that he don't give up on us. But I'm glad that we have a restoring, reconciling, oh yeah, redeeming God as our daddy. And he'll take a mess oh, and make a miracle out of it. I'm going to stay here a minute. You may be a vessel that's marred and messed up and the world gives up on you. But what God does, he, he takes it and makes it again another vessel. The devil will never win over God. Never. God takes whatever he does and turns it around and redeems it in such a way until he doesn't even recognize it as to what he had. So then Satan is still in the business of trying to mess up God's redemptive work. You see, when Jesus was in the garden, I mean, in the wilderness, and the devil came to him to test and, you know, get him to submit to him and tell him, get up here, and, and if you do this, I'll give you this, and I'll give you the kingdom. How are you going to give me what already belongs to me? 
okay? But he was trying his best because in the, in the, in the garden, it worked. I want somebody to get this word. But somebody ought to be in a place today to say it worked then, but it's not going to work again. It will not work this time. Somebody better say that right now over your families, over your house, over your affairs, over your spiritual relationship. Say, oh, you made me mess up the last time. But somebody ought to get defiant and say, but it won't work this time. Did you get the message? I sincerely trust that you did. Because if you begin to have that fellowship with God, then I'm telling you, you're going to feel that God-shaped vacuum. So until next time, when we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.